What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of High on Infinity, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight, and we have another fantastic episode for you today. Today, we're talking about Tom Brady's free agency. Yes, where would the greatest quarterback of all time be playing football at next season? And with the sequel game coming out in a couple of months, HBO has announced The Last of Us will be made into a TV show, so we're going to talk about that. And finally, Christian Bale is playing the Marvel MCU villain in the new Thor movie. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. It's that time of week again, everybody. Hi on Infinity, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight. And like always, your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for a fantastic episode. And once again, thank you to... All the likes, shares, subscribes, and retweets. That means the world to me. I would not be here without you, the listener. And hope everybody's having a great week. I'm doing pretty good. And hope everybody's staying safe This because this coronavirus is going crazy. I mean, I went to Walmart, I think Sunday, to go grocery shopping. All the hand sanitizer was wiped clean. You thought it was Black Friday. All the hand sanitizer was gone. And I was speaking to my dad as well. I was like... It's crazy that a damn near virus outbreak has to happen for people to start washing their hands on the regular. Like you're supposed to do that every time you use the bathroom. That's probably my biggest pet peeve. People who do not, who do not wash their hands after using the bathroom. I don't care if if you put if you say, "Well, I didn't touch it." Just wash your damn hands. Throw some hot water on it at minimum. I remember. Uh, this one guy I work I sat next to, I, I arranged him in the bathroom. He was like, yeah, I don't like using the soap. Um, it just irritates my hands. And he just walked out the bathroom. I was like, this dude didn't wash his damn hands. And I was like, oh, I know who hand not to shake when I, <laughs> you know, when I see him at work. But yes, please, moral of the story, wash your damn hands, wash your ass, wash everything. When you sneeze, sneeze into your forearm, sneeze into your shoulder, sneeze into your shirt. Don't just sneeze on your hands and start touching everything. And if you do sneeze on your hands, please wash your hands or sanitize your hands. Please. Rant, my rant is over, so I'm about to move on. Okay, my special announcement. I'm hereby to say that, well, nah, scratch all that. Okay, since we're in the, since we're in March, you know, March Madness is around the corner in a college football basketball tournament. And usually people have themed brackets around this time as well, whether that is, you know, deal with music, movies, actors, actresses. And I'm going to join that trend. Well, first off, um, I got I got this idea by listening to a, a, pod, a movie podcast. And they did a March Madness bracket on horror movie uh, villains, you know, like Freddie, Jason, uh, Michael Myers, all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do one myself. Originally, I wanted to do uh, comic book characters, you know, like uh, have him basically if these two got in a fight, who would win? And there will be usual suspects: Batman, Iron Man, Superman, Thor, Captain America, Spider Man, etc., etc. And I thought about, I was like, I might, I didn't want to get into semantics too much. Well, I could say if I wanted to get, let's say, Robin. Okay, well, which Robin? Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson. You know, let's say I'm gonna get Spider Man. Are you going to have Peter Parker Spider-Man? Are you going to have Miles Morales Spider-Man? Just, it's just too much. I just literally thought of this idea two days ago. <laughs> um, so for time constraints, I would, if this if this uh, bracket is, is a success, next year I'll do a, a comic book March Madness bracket. But this one, I present to you the High on Infinity 
TV character March Madness bracket. Yes, uh, 64 TV characters will be battling out to determine the greatest TV character of all time. And it, it will take place over the next three weeks. So next week, it's, it's, it's going to coincide with the with the March Madness basketball tournament. So next week, we're doing the, the first two rounds. And the week after, we're doing the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. And then uh, finally, uh, the final week, we're doing the Final Four and the Championship round. And I divided... Uh, this into four categories, and these are characters. These are characters from all sorts of genres. We got, um, you know, action, adventure, comedy, drama, cartoons, and anime in this bracket. And we got it into four groups. The first group is the anti-hero slash villains bracket. You know, people who kind of border lines between a hero and a villain, or if you're just a bad person on your show, you're in that category. Then the next group. We have the heroes group, you know, the protagonists, the do-gooders, people who save the day on the regular. And the third group we have is the funnies. That's for people who are the main characters in comedy-based television shows. And then finally, we have the fan favorites. The fan favorites are people who aren't the main characters of their particular show, but they're very popular amongst the fans. And uh, I'm still working on the bracket as we speak, um, but we are going to reveal the participants uh, Sunday is our selection Sunday, like the college basketball. We're going to reveal those Sunday on my social media. So if you're friends with me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At so yeah, I'm Asian. We're going to be revealing it on there too. And then um, Wednesday, we're going to unveil the entire bracket, you know, the, the bracket and all the matchups and stuff. And I'm going to try to make it printable. So, you know, if you have some time, just print it out. Just fill it out and share your results. I'm going to fill mine out too and share it too. I think it's, I think it's going to be fun. Please do, don't take this to heart. If I pick someone over, you know, if I pick a character over another character, this is this is just all good nature fun. And before I do this as well, um, I couldn't put everybody in the bracket. There's only 64 slots and there's so many TV shows out there to watch. And I don't watch all the TV shows. So like, for instance, I left out, uh, I left out people on the, I left out uh, some cast members on Friends. I left out the Witcher main character and I left out the Mandalorian character. Hey, you know, like I said, can't watch everything. That's going to be my excuse. So if you're there like, hey, Jacob, how come this character ain't on there? I'm going to say, can't watch everything. And don't and If you comment, but Ghost on Power, he's not on there. I'm going to say, hey, can't watch everything. So next week, wait, so Sunday, revealing the participants. Wednesday, revealing the printable bracket. And then Thursday, we're going to get into TV character March Madness. Okay, so next Wednesday, March 18th at 4 p.m., the start of NFL free agency. Well, March 16th is the start because people can talk with teams, but they can't sign a deal until the 18th. But usually, NFL free agency isn't as big as free agency in other sports, such as basketball and Major League Baseball. But this free agency is probably the biggest in NFL history because the greatest player of all time, Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl champion, of course, is a free agent for the first time in his NFL career. And I know... A couple weeks ago, I I admitted I'm a self-proclaimed Patriots hater. I will like, share, retweet any Patriots slander on social media in a second. So you put something about um, the Patriots cheating or Tom Brady deflating the footballs. Are you going to see? You're going to get that notification. Jacob Knight likes your tweet, your post, your share, whatever. But 
At the same time, I am very objective as well. Tom Brady is the GOAT in the NFL. He plays the most important zip. He, he plays the most important position in football, the quarterback, and has the most titles out of, out of the all-time greats. But we are entering uncharted waters here because we never had a player with all these accomplishments, never hit the open market in the NFL. I compare this free agency very similar to Peyton Manning's free agency in a way because when Manning was cut by the Colts back then, he was statistically the greatest quarterback in NFL history, being toward the top of all major passing categories. But Manning was cut because uh, he had a history of neck injuries. I think he missed the entire season beforehand due to a neck injury and surgery. And also, the uh, the Colts had a number one draft pick at the time, and they drafted Andrew Luck. But Brady's free agency will come will be more crazy because, like I said, he is the GOAT. And to my knowledge, he's perfectly healthy, healthy entering free agency and never really had any major injuries except the ACL tear in 2008. And even at the tender age of 43, when the season starts, Tom Brady will be a great addition to any any team with Super Bowl aspirations. So the important question, well, where will he play at next year? To me, three teams come to mind. First, the current team he plays for, the New England Patriots, the team he's been with for the past 20 years, nine Super Bowl appearances, six wins, a 20-year run of dominance we may never see again in the NFL. And, of course, he has the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick and an owner that would do anything in the world to keep him in Robert Kraft. But it's been reported that there's always been a quiet tension between Belichick and and Brady, and it started a couple years ago when Bill Belichick tried to get rid of Tom Brady and continue with Jimmy Garoppolo playing the quarterback, but uh, he was forced to trade Jimmy G to San Francisco, and it feels like Bill has been trying to get rid of Tom Brady ever since then. So, so about two to three years, Bill Belichick has been trying to get rid of Tom Brady, but the argument has always been uh, who will get the most credit for the Patriots' success, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, because you know in sports, someone has to get more credit than the others, and that's you know that's what we do with all-time pairings. That's what we're doing with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That's what we did with Shaq and Kobe and Phil and Michael Jordan. And as long as they stay together, it's always going to be split 50-50, but both of them secretly wants it to be 51-49 in their favor. And also, I believe Bill never gave Tom Brady the the rightful credit that he deserves because, you know, we all know the quarterback uh, gets special treatment, you know, with any team. But in Bill Belichick's case, no, he treats Tom Brady like he treats the punter, the wide receiver, the backup guard, the third-string long snapper. Bill Belichick treats everybody on the New England Patriots the same. And um, I think if Tom Brady, you know, he may stay, I think, yeah, I, said, I think Tom Brady will stay if the Patriots are able to get more pieces around him because I believe most free agents are willing to sign with New England if Tom Brady is there playing with them. And the second team I think will be a good fit for Tom Brady is the Tennessee Titans, the team that was one game away from the Super Bowl last year, the team that has a great offensive line, a top running back in Derrick Henry, who they also need to re-sign as well, and two great wide receivers with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, and good pieces around them like Humphreys, a couple good tight ends, and Deion Lewis at running back. And also, I think a pretty good defense, um, a pretty good defense as well. Everything Brady needs in this stage of his career. Also, what plays in the Titans' favor is his familiarity with head coach Mike Vrabel because they played for 
because they played together in New England for about 10 plus years. And also, and also Nashville is a growing city. I personally think about taking a trip there over the summer to check the city out. Plus, you know, because somewhere I've never been. And Brady will have the franchise. I mean, Brady will get the franchise a jolt it needs to maybe get over that hump and make it to next year's Super Bowl. And the last team I think Brady, Brady will do good with is the L.A. Chargers. On paper, this is probably the best all-around team on this list. Two great running backs. Uh, I think Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, but I think Melvin Gordon is going to test out free agency. You have two great wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and a good tight end in Hunter Henry and a great defense, one fully healthy with great young players like Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, and Derwin James. But the best part about the Chargers is this. Three words, location, location, location. Because Nashville does look like a great city. But nothing compares to L.A. I mean, L.A., I consider L.A. the greatest city in the United States. I'm not going to say the world because I haven't traveled the world yet. But if I had to pick um, other places to go to L.A. before, you know, that's, that's not in the U.S., I'll pick. I'll pick Tokyo, Paris, London. But if, if it's in the United States, you give me a free plane ticket anywhere, I'm going to L.A. Because I tell my I tell my friends L.A.'s a drug. You go to your first time, you get that first hit, you're going to be hooked. Because when you get there, there's literally, you will never get bored. You got Venice Beach, Santa Monica, Melrose, Fairfax, Hollywood Boulevard. You got a million places to go eat at. L.A. is very nice. <laughs> uh, that's all I got to say about L.A. It is very very nice. But I compare about yeah, back to Tom Brady. I compare uh this to kind of like the LeBron James situation in free agency. Uh yes, the Lakers wasn't the best team when LeBron was a free agent. I think other they said other teams were in the running to get LeBron was Houston and Philadelphia. Both were better teams than the Lakers at the time. But like I said, location. Um come on, you give the average person a plane ticket. Hey, here's a plane ticket. Uh you want to go to LA, Houston, or Philadelphia. They're going to pick L.A. So I believe, you know, similar situation, like uh, because, you know, the Patriots and the Titans are better than the Chargers if we're going by last year's record. But the advantage, the Lakers and the Chargers have, like I said, location. So, to you know, L.A. is the best city in the U.S., like I stated. But um, final thoughts where I personally think Tom Brady would go. Uh, other teams I heard are in the running. With the other three teams I named was the Raiders and the Buccaneers. I really don't see them going there, to be honest. Um, but I think the Chargers, like I said, will be the best bet for Tom Brady to go because they have the best skill position player, something Brady was lacking last year with the Patriots. And possibly, uh, well, uh, yeah, they have great skill positions and possibly a defense with a lot of potential, young potential too. And plus, the Stars come to L.A. to play. Imagine a sports town. We have LeBron James. Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout. Then you add Tom Brady to that, L.A. will be the center of the sports universe all year round. So Tom Brady to the Chargers, I think will be the best bet. Okay, so The Last of Us has been in the news a lot in 2020. 
from the news of the sequel being pushed back, back from February to May. And with the highly anticipated sequel only a couple of months away, it was announced that the t a television show is in the works for the, su for the successful video game franchise. Yes, HBO has announced that they're developing a television show based on the survival horror game. And the TV series will be underneath Sony's new film and television group called PlayStation Productions. And with PlayStation Productions, they hope to, if The Last of Us, the Last of Us is successful, adapt other Sony games into television or film. So my general thoughts, first... I heard about the news. I was very excited. The Last of Us is probably on the top of my list of greatest video games ever played. And I'm very excited for the sequel to be released in May. And before I move on, I must admit, I was a little iffy about a sequel game at first. Uh, not that I don't have faith in Naughty Dog, the developers, to making another great game. Because to me, uh, like I said, Naughty Dog in the past made the Uncharted games and the Crash Bandicoot games, but to me, the first game was basically perfect, in my opinion, and I didn't want to ruin a good thing. Hey, you can't blame me. Um, but all of that changed when I saw the teasers for the game a couple years ago at a PlayStation event, and after that, I was like, never mind, I want me a sequel. So what made The Last of Us so good in the first place was the story. So a quick premise on The Last of Us, if you haven't played the game, basically an outbreak of, of a fungus has affected the United States, and the people who are infected turn to aggressive creatures called the infected, more commonly known as clickers, because who you who you more likely will encounter during the game a lot. And the setting of the game is take place 20 years after the initial outbreak. So we follow a man named Joel as he transports a girl named Ellie across the country to a quarantine zone ran by a group called the Fireflies because Ellie is immune to the fungus and possibly holds a cure. And throughout the journey, we see Joel and Ellie fight off enemies, both the infected and other survivors who aren't good people. And it gets to a point where the other survivors are more dangerous than the affected itself. And for those of you who played it can probably agree that the game can be adapted into a television show. And remember, I think remember there a few, I think a few years ago it was rumored that the game will be made into a film first. But personally, I thought it'll be it'll work more as a show instead of a film because there's so much story you can cover more with a television show rather than a, a two and a half hour movie, three hour film. And um, who and you know I want to watch it at the comfort of my own home. But what makes me more excited about the show is that the developers of the game will be working on the show as well. The vice president of Naughty Dog, who also was the co-director and wrote and wrote for both the first and sequel game of The Last of Us, will be a writer and producer on the show as well. Which is huge because they, they will have a major say-so on how the show will run and what the storylines um, and what storylines can you know certain characters take during the duration of the show. And usually when something is being adapted into a movie, you know, based on some sort of medium, you know, a book, video game, short story, etc. Most of the time the showrunners don't converse with the authors or developers of that uh you know media form. And they probably they probably get their blessing at a minimum and that's where it ends. But the timing is perfect for an adaptation because to be in the works because we are in a time where video game adaptations into TV or film are getting better and better by each day. Because last year you had the release of Detective Pikachu, which got good reviews, and towards the end you had the Witcher series on Netflix, got real good reviews as well. Even though, from what I read, that the, the Witcher series is more based on the books. I knew The Witcher as a video game first. I'm, I'm going to count it as a video game adaptation. And a silent movie released a, earlier this year 
just blew everyone's expectations away. And also, this is good marketing strategy as well because they announced a game or they announced a show based on the game while promoting the sequel of the game that's going to be released in a couple of months. So when and where the show will premiere. Okay, so all this was announced, all that was announced saying, hey, The Last of Us, we're going to be making a show out of it. But uh, I saw possibly say late 2021, early 2022, because they still have to shoot the show, get the actors to play the, the characters. Um, but all that. But I can tell you where it's going to be on. HBO will be airing the series. And the pros and cons of it being on HBO, the pro is... It being on HBO, they can show more gore and violence because if you played the first game, it was already immature for a reason because there were ultra-violent parts in the game. But the cons of it being on HBO is I don't have HBO, so <laughs> I have to... But I know I know it's extra to add on Hulu or you get the HBO streaming service app. I think it's called HBO Go or HBO Now. can't really remember um, the name of that. But that's the only thing that I'm not excited about is getting another streaming service. Uh, to watch this show, but that's but so far, just you know, the show's in work and it's gonna be on HBO. That's all that been confirmed because HBO uh stated that they will cover, or the article I read about this saying that HBO wants to cover uh, the events of the first game, will possibly, I guess, feature seasons add the events of the second game on as well. And I assume that, if, like I said, the show's successful, it's gonna have multiple seasons, maybe four or five, I don't know. But my final thoughts, um. Like I said, like I said in the start, The Last of Us is one of the best video games I ever played. Probably the best video game I ever played. I think the show will ad adapt good into a, or the game will ad adapt well into a television show because they can cover more things in detail that wasn't really covered that much in the game. And events I like to see in the show that that was in the game. I'm gonna keep it spoiler free, but for me, I like to see what Joel did. During the 20 year time jump from the initial outbreak to where the game really starts. And I want to see a portion of Ellie of Ellie's backstory covered in the DLC, you know, the uh, in her DLC. I like to see that covered in the show. And another great part of the game is where um Ellie No, is where Ellie and Joel meet a pair of brothers, and the brothers join join them for a journey. And if you play the game, you know what I'm talking about. And that's probably one of the most craziest parts. In the game as well, and there's one part in the game where Joel got impaled uh, by like a rusty spike or something, so he had to play as Ellie for a little while, and she gets mixed up with a group of cannibals, and that's probably one of the best uh, sequences in the game right there. And lastly, they must keep the ending of the of the game in the TV show because the ending of the game brought up great discussions amongst fans. In my ending remarks, HBO, like I said, just announced the show will be in the works. Like I said earlier, no release date and no casting announcements as of yet. But I think the show will be good because they have some of the game developers working on the show as well. But until we get a premiere date for the show, we just have to play the original game and just wait for the sequel game to come out in a couple months. It's safe to say that Thor is a hot commodity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after possibly having two of the worst films in the MCU with Thor and Thor The Dark World to flip it to having one of the best movies in the MCU in Thor Ragnarok and after an MVP performance in Infinity War and another solid performance in Endgame, Thor's stock is high as it's ever been. I compared this, this people who, my, who, are, um, who are music people, rap uh, mainly, if you're a feature fan, I compare this run of Thor in 
Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. I compare this to the run he had, Future had a couple years ago when he released, uh, I think, I always forget the order, when, when he released Beast Mode, Beast Mode, Monster, and 56 Nights, and they ended it with Dirty Sprite. So that, that's what Thor is doing. He's on his future run right now with Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, and he's going to cap it off with the fourth movie, Thor Love and Thunder, which still has to, the name still has to grow on me. But so far, all we know is that in uh, the fourth Thor film, Jane Foster, Thor's love interest in the first and second movie, will be wielding the hammer and becoming Thor. So I assume uh, this is this is uh, accurate to the comics. There'll be two Thors in this movie, Chris Hemsworth Thor and Jane Foster, Jane Foster's Thor. Uh, it's too much to explain right now, which, which I'll probably do at a later day and time. But in the comic... But in a comic book movie, every hero needs a villain to fight. And in January, it was reported that actor Christian Bale, most known for playing Batman in the Dark Knight series, would be in this movie, but nothing was confirmed. But what from a reliable source reported is that uh, Bale will be in the movie and will be playing the villain. So who was that source, you may ask? Well, the best source will be someone who is also in this movie because actress Tessa Thompson, who played Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok, and, and uh, she was in Endgame, and she'll be in this movie, Thor Love and Thunder, confirmed the news in a recent interview. So, confirmed the news in a recent interview. So, how reliable this source is? I deem it a reliable source. You know, she's in the movie playing a vital character, so I assume she has to know what's going on to some extent, especially with the plot points. Um, you know, she know, always know the basic premise of the film and like whom, uh, the, the, you know, like whom the bad guy is that they're going to fight. Because in an interview, she said that she read the script and Christian Bale will be a villain. Then this is very unchar and uncharacteristic of Marvel because usually they keep stuff like this uh, very close to the vest and very secretive because they're, they've been known to pass out fake scripts with different endings in each of the scripts. Because I read an article around the time Endgame was released. And they say no one, no one knew that Iron Man was gonna die except Robert Downey Jr. You know, because he played, you know, because he plays Iron Man. And the rest of the cast found out that Iron Man was gonna die the day they shot that scene in the movie. And when you think about it, they're only really hush hush about the big crossover films, especially when it came to Infinity War and Endgame. So they probably just let the reins loose a little bit on this. So what villain Christian Bale will play? Before we get into it, um, this will be. This couple fun facts. This will be the second time that the actor that played Batman will be a villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the first one, Michael Keaton, played Batman in the 1989 film. And um, yeah, he played Batman in the 1989 film and he played Vulture in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. So who will Christian Bale play? Um, when the news was announced that Christian Bale will be in the movie, fans assumed that he'll be Beta Ray Bill. Uh, quick, you know, his a uh, quick... Uh, Quick uh, history wasn't who Beta Red Bill is. So Beta Red Bill is from a race called the Corbinites. He's like a humanoid, a species of humanoids. It, well, the most common comparison is like he's like a humanoid horse. That's why the most uh, logical thing we think of because he kind of looks like a horse uh, standing up. But Beta Red Bill is one of the only people who can wield Thor's hammer because Odin in the comics made him fight to the death. So Beta Red Bill won the fight, but he didn't want to kill Thor. So in reward, so you know as a reward, Odin. Gave Beta Ray Bill Stormbreaker, you know, the axe that Thor uses in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but in the majority of the comics, Beta Ray Bill is an ally of Thor. So I don't see Christian Bale playing this character unless they change um, they change it to make Beta Ray Bill a villain. Because some of the movies have differed from the comics in the past, like Civil War. 
Because in the Civil War comic, Iron Man technically won because Captain America just quit. He's like, hey, man, I don't want to fight no more. But in the film, you could say it was a draw, but the movie had Captain America's name on it. So I'm going to say Captain America uh, won that fight. And one example, um, you know, there's one example of how, how the films can differ from the comics, but Marvel Studios may want to see Beta Ray Bill as a villain in this movie. And the other one, which I read, because I'm not really too familiar with the Thor comics, I did some research. And the other one um, is speculation is a of what um, villain Christian Bell will play in the Thor movie is someone called Gore the God Butcher. Uh, he's called the God Butcher because he hunts and kills gods. Because his backstory is. Uh, his family was taken away from him, so he prayed to the gods that they, they could help him, but they never answered his prayers. So he deemed it unworthy and wants to take him all out. So Gore is and Gore is fairly new to the Thor comics, being introduced in uh, 2012. Also interesting is that the same story arc Gore introduced was the same story arc that Jane became Thor. You know, took up the mantle of Thor. So you can see why they might have this uh, this villain in this movie instead, since. We were introduced to both of them around the same time in the comics. And it, to me, it's a better villain for Christian Bale to portray because the backstory is already there. A villain he can kind of sympathize with and the guy who lost who lost it all. And when he asked for help, um, you know, his his uh, help wasn't, you know, they didn't respond to his help. And Bale was a great character actor. Um, so I could see him being a great, you know, him being a great villain in this movie. And my final thoughts, like I said, nothing is set in stone yet, but Bale uh, in Thor 4 is more than likely true, and but we may not know nothing until Comic-Con this year at the earliest because filming starts towards the end of this year with a November 2021 release date, so I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't say nothing this year's Comic-Con, so Comic-Con 2021 is when they're going to premiere everything. Um, so I'm excited for this movie. Like I said, the, uh, the, the subtitle, Love and Thunder, still has to grow on me so we gotta wait and see and y'all already know this is marvel and they've been killing it with the movies lately so i have complete faith that marvel will be do that thing <laughs> got, got got tongue-tied i have complete faith in marvel and i believe they will do the right thing Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate y'all taking time on y'all busy day to get this podcast to listen. Please like, subscribe, share the podcast, tell your family, tell your friends about the podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter at High Infinity Pod. And follow me, the host, Jacob Knight, on Twitter and Instagram at So Yeah I'm Asian. And I will see y'all next week for the TV character March Madness Tournament. Y'all have a safe and nice weekend.